Well, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, whatever time of the day it is that you're listening to this program. Welcome to Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff. Hello, Eagles Nation. Welcome back to another episode of Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff. This is episode 126. Man, time flies, doesn't it, when you're having fun, as they say? 126, as we're uh, deep into... Uh, what is really season three for the show. Um, almost coming up on my third year anniversary. Um, or sh- I should say two year anniversary, which would be entering my third year. Uh, because my first podcast, my debut was back in uh, April, just before the draft in 2021. So uh, appreciate you being there with us as we uh, as we move forward now. As we get closer, just over a week away to uh, the Eagles' next draft, and one in which they have two first-round picks. But, and I will get to the big news in a moment, we all know what that is. Very exciting times for the Eagles right now, especially for a certain number one. Um, wanted to uh, thank everyone for tuning in, and remember that we do have a uh, email address to email and talk to the show directly. And that email address is petwg at gmail.com. Again, petwg at gmail.com. Uh, give us your thoughts on our franchise quarterback, who yesterday news broke Jalen Hurts and the Eagles come into an agreement on a five year extension. For $255 million, which makes Jalen Hurts, our quarterback, the number one um, highest paid player in the NFL. And not only in just this year, in history, in the history of the league. Uh, there's $175 million guaranteed in the deal. So before I dive into it a little bit further, let's just uh, say congratulations out there to Jalen Hurts. Um, I could not be any more happy about this deal. You're always a little cautious when you throw this type of money out uh, with players. We don't even have to go back that far in our history with a debacle that ended up being Carson Wentz. Uh, just one year after he signed his big contract, um, it was basically the beginning of the end with the way that turned out. But as we have said many times on this program, there is a huge difference between Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz. And that is what's between the ears. Uh, and I'm not saying that Hurts isn't a smart guy. I'm talking about the intangibles that we've always discussed. The leadership. The type of person that he is. How he is a of strong mind. Uh, all of those things were not Carson Wentz. He was weak-minded. He was not a leader. And he failed under pressure, where Jalen Hurts is the exact opposite. He went toe-to-toe and even played better than Patrick Mahomes on the grandest stage last year in the Super Bowl. And that was probably just the icing on the cake because the regular season that he had uh, was MVP-like as well. 
as he uh, led the Eagles uh, to the Super Bowl and, you know, demonstrated and just proved his leadership and how much he has worked. Let's, let's, let's just take a step back. Jalen Hurts is not the most naturally gifted quarterback. He's not. And we talked about that two years ago on this program about Hurts and what the concerns that I had going into this season. You don't even have to go back that far. I uh, shared these with you, you know, repeatedly. Uh, and I said what I needed to see in order to uh, for Jalen to take the steps forward before I committed to him uh, as uh, not only a franchise quarterback, just a quarterback going forward. And as I've talked about during the show throughout the year, uh, those of you who've been with us throughout know that each of these steps I have talked about uh, throughout the course of the last season, about everything that I was hoping to see out of Jalen Hurts, improvement about his, uh, and I guess in case there's some that are just joining or just want a quick refresher, my biggest concerns over him was basically that he took away half of the field. He would always... Uh, two years ago, not always, but a lot a lot of his game was to take the snap, feel pressure that sometimes it wasn't even there, kind of phantom pressure, and roll out to the right, roll out to the right, roll out to the right. And every time he did that, he took away half of the field. Defenses would only have to worry about covering the right side. And I said that if he continued to do that, the defenses would just zero in on the right side of the field and be able to shut Hertz's game down. So in order to make sure that that didn't happen and that Hertz became a better player, a better quarterback, was that he needed to uh, see the entire field not be so quick to run out of the pocket, to hang in there and deliver the ball, and not just to the right side, which is where he was, you know, I think the percentages were almost like 70% uh, effective throwing to the right. And like, I don't know, it was, it was horrible throwing to the left or even over the middle. And Hurts, as the season progressed last year, and, and really right from the beginning, it's not like I could even say that he just kind of got better as the year went on. You could tell that he worked on that this last offseason, heading into this uh, to the 2022 year, that he worked on those things. And he worked on his accuracy. He worked on seeing the, the, uh, seeing the entire field. He worked on hanging in the pocket taking the hits when you needed to. You hate to see your quarterback take hits, but sometimes you just have to take that hit to deliver the ball for the execution of the play. People got to keep in mind that when the play breaks down in the NFL, when a quarterback, you know, whatever it's called, X, Y, Z, blah, 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 and there's, you know, some guy gets loose and, and causes pressure and disrupts the play. What happens at that point, when you, especially when a mobile quarterback like Hurts, is he can buy some time. So what happens is the wide receivers are taught Okay, play's broken down. You got to kind of do whatever you can to get open. And they work on this in practice. So Jalen Hurts might have an idea, or should have an idea, for the most part, what his guys will do when, when the play breaks down. So he'll know that Brown is going to run, you know, a quick slam or a bubble, you know, uh, stop and go or whatever. You know, they're, they, my point is that they, they have an idea, at least, what these wide receivers will do to get open when the play breaks down. So that hurts at least as an idea. Sometimes it's completely just a free-for-all. And hurts uh, just, you know, kind of has to improvise, as does the wide receivers. 
I don't know where I was going with this. I kind of went off on a tangent here. Um, I guess what I was just talking about is, is you want to execute the play. Okay. You don't want it to always break down, even though Hertz has the ability to make big plays. Once it does break down, we know that that's one of his gifts, but when the play is called and the play is called for a reason, it's because the coaches feel, or the, if it's an audible, right? If Jalen calls an audible at the line or whatever, changes the play, they feel that there's somebody who's going to get open on a play. And, uh, so that's why I was saying it's important for the for the quarterback not to get happy feet in the pocket, to hang in there and take a hit if necessary to complete that pass that the play was originally called for. That's that's what I'm getting to. And Jalen, throughout the entire year last year, showed that progression. And those were huge steps. A lot of quarterbacks can't make those steps. They come in. And I'm talking about ones that were rated higher than Hertz. Remember, he was a second-round pick, right? I'm talking about guys, as we know, drafted top of the first round, top of the draft. And they come in off these college programs where they were probably hardly ever touched. Guys were open all the time. Never were really challenged at the quarterback position in terms of certainly at an NFL level when they have guys in their face constantly under pressure. The coverage is tighter. They got to throw guys open. I'll get to that in a moment. A lot of quarterbacks, that's where they fail. They'll only get to a certain level, and that's it. And that's what I kept saying about Hurts. I don't know what his ceiling was. I said this repeatedly going into last year. I'm not sure what Hurts' ceiling is, but I said this. And those of you will remember what I said. That I said he will get to his ceiling. Whatever his ceiling is, Hurts will get there. Even though I wasn't sure exactly how high it is. Well... And the reason why I said that, just to kind of further elaborate, is because his work ethic and his his drive to be the best, or as best as he can be, and to get better, is unparalleled. I can't remember a, a player, certainly in the Eagles, that is was driven to that level, to the level that he is. And I'm talking about guys like Brian Dawkins. I mean, I know I'm not trying to knock Dawkins. You know, every time I bring Dawkins' name up, I feel like I always have to qualify. You know, I love Dawkins. He's my favorite eagle of all time. But I can't even, I don't even think that I had, I saw this type of drive out of Brian Dawkins. He would probably be the next guy that comes to mind. I mean, he was certainly driven to, to be great. But I mean, Hertz is just relentless. And. Not as ta- might not even be as talented as Dawkins. Although, again, Dawkins was undersized. That's right. He fell to the second round himself. This was some some good parallels here between Dawkins and Hertz, right? Um, that I really mean to dig into, but they're there, right? Both second round picks. Dawkins was undersized. Certainly, Hertz was um, underrated. People didn't think he had the ability to be a quarterback in the NFL. So. But just, you know, focusing on Hurts here because that's what we're talking about. I knew that he was driven and he would work his ass off to get to whatever his ceiling is. I just didn't know how high it was. And those are the type of things that I wanted him to be able to show me that he could do so he could pass the eye test to me. I've been watching football for a long time. I play this sport too. I know the game. And I know what I need to see in a quarterback in order for me to be uh, to know if this guy is the future guy for 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 our Eagles, 
And um, while there were certain things that I liked about Hertz, and again, a lot of them were the intangibles, the leadership, the drive, the uh, the ability to um, pick up his team. You know, it doesn't show when he's when he's down. He's just you know flatlined all the time. That's what you want as a quarterback. You know, and I saw all those great intangibles with Hertz. What I didn't see all the time, consistently enough, was his ability to make accurate throws to see the whole field, and to throw guys open. I said they get to that in a minute, and here it is. The other thing I wanted them to see, because you have to learn this in the NFL, and this is why a lot of these top dogs coming out of college, these top quarterbacks, they don't make it, because they're used to having guys wide open all the time in the college game. It doesn't happen in the NFL. You have to throw guys open. And I had not really seen that with Hurts in the limited time we had, you know, saw him in 2021, and then a little bit, you know, the brief stint that he had at the end of his rookie year was his ability to really, you know, thread the needle and throw the wide receivers open. Can't wait in NFL for wide receivers to get open. It's not going to happen that often. It's just not. And, boy, did Hurts do that last year and in big games. I mean, just think about the Super Bowl. He threw A.J. Brown open. A.J. Brown was not open on his touchdown. Until the very end, when we broke away. And he did get open to Brown's credit. But that ball was in the air well before Brown was looking for it. That's what it takes to be an NFL, a star NFL quarterback. And Hertz showed me that he could do it. And he clearly showed the Eagles that he could do it. And that's the reason why I kind of dove into this so deeply is Giving out this much money and this much guaranteed money for a quarterback is risky. Again, look at what happened to Carson Wentz. When they dumped all that money on him, they never thought within a year that they would he'd be asking out of Philadelphia and the Eagles would be trading him. And then have to eat for, unprecedentedly. Be the first team to eat a $31 million a year contract when he was playing for another team. Eagles paid his salary of $31 million when he was playing for the Colts. You don't want to see Eagles in that situation again. They got fortunate and lucky to have drafted Hurts and have Hurts to blossom into this player that he that he, that he became. Otherwise, a move like what happened with Carson Wentz would have set an organization back five years. But... To Howie's credit, to Jalen's credit, um, we have been able to, you know, turn this thing around quickly and get back to Super Bowl as we did last year, coming up just a little short, as we know. But this sets up the Eagles for a very bright future. I mean, that goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway, because here's the other magic of Howie and how he built this agreement. So according to Adam Schaeffler, I'll give him credit, he reported that here's how the salary cap numbers measure out for the next four seasons under this Hertz agreement. And this is where Howie deserves his props. Because all the Eagles, for the most part, the Eagles have a lot of their young talent is secured for at least the next couple of years. All their guys, A.J. Brown, Right? Devontae Smith, their offensive line, right? Everybody, Kelsey's always a one-year 
proposition, but everyone else is signed, locked in. Her, uh, Goddard, locked in. Defensive guys, Slay, Bradbury, locked in. Sweat, locked in. Of course, we know Cox is also him and Graham are on kind of like one-year deals. They're going to be gone before, you know, sooner than later. But for the most part, my point is that all their young talent is locked in. And so while it's locked in is when your window to achieve great things really is. That's when you want to maximize the opportunity. And so how Howley built this uh, agreement and, and give Hertz, you know, credit too, because he had to agree to it. You know, negotiations are always give and take. There's concessions on both sides. Eagles conceded a lot of money and a lot of guaranteed money for a quarterback that runs the ball. So he's much more of an injury risk than your average everyday quarterback, right? So it's a lot of money that the Eagles are giving up front. But the concession that was worked out not only is the five-year deal, because Hertz could have easily, you know, Hertz and his agent could have demanded three years and become a free agent, you know, far sooner. And when he was a little bit younger, could have done that. But he gave the Eagles the five. And under the salary cap, the Eagles this coming season, the Hertz salary cap hit is only $6.15, million. And then... Next year, it's $13.5 million. Very, very attainable cap hit numbers. And then even in 2025, it's 21.7, which is by 2025, with the salary cap ceiling, I'm sure going to be much higher than it is right now at that time, it's going to be very attainable. And then it jumps to $31.7 million in 2026. But more than likely at that point in time, especially if Hertz is playing up to the expectations. Let's say the Eagles do win a Super Bowl or he wins an MVP and, you know, is playing the way we all know Hertz is at that time. Then the Eagles probably will start to renegotiate a new agreement with Hertz around that time because Hertz is probably going to want one. And it's going to – the Eagles have that built-in incentive to also want to redo it as well, you know, to avoid a $31.7 million cap hit. But this is – this is down the road in 2026. That's three years down the road. There's a lot of winning to be done between now and then. And the Eagles, as we know, had the two first-round draft picks. They got a second-round pick. They got a third-round pick coming up in this draft. They don't have any fourth or fifths, and they get a couple sevens. And then how he's going to obviously work his magic, and we'll see if he drops back or picks up some picks or what he does maneuvering in, in this draft. But my point is that even though the Eagles did have to shell out a ton of money, and this is a truckload of money to Hurts, but we knew it was coming. You got to pay. When you find a great quarterback, you got to pay him. That's that's the deal. It's the hardest thing to do in the NFL is to find your quarterback. Eagles found him. Now they got to pay him, and they did. Made him the highest paid player in the NFL, in the history of the league. Now, that could be eclipsed in another month or so or whatever. Joe Burrow uh, decides to, to sign his new deal. It'll probably be right around what Hertz just signed for, but, you know, we'll see what happens there. And, you know, eventually it's going to be, you know, overcome by some quarterback. 
But the point is the Eagles showed and demonstrated to Hurts that he's the guy, that they trust him, that they thank him for what he's done and his hard work he's put in. And they know. They know the guy. We know Jalen. He is not going to be this guy that takes this type of a big-ass deal and sloughs off. That's just not in his – he's not wired that way. And I'm not saying that Wentz did that. Wentz was just – he was just mentally fragile. That was Wentz's problem. Hertz is not that, and Hertz is a hard worker. And he's going to continue to even get better. I believe he would be even better next year. Now, I say he would be a better quarterback. I don't – left to be said if the Eagles would be a better team because they've had so many changes. You know, we got a new offensive coordinator, we got a new defensive coordinator, a lot of changes defensively, new running back. You know, there's no Miles Sanders here anymore. So we'll see. But I do think that Hurts will be fine. We'll just got to see how this offense gels with their new, you know, offensive coordinator. Now, the fact that Sirianni is obviously still here and the guy was in their system last year, I don't see a huge, you know, shakeup offensively. You know, there'll be a new, there'll be some new twists, but should pretty much be okay. I, I, I expect his offense to be in full throttle right from day one next year. Defensively, there's a lot more question marks. And that's why I think the Eagles in the draft will be drafting defensively, as we talked about. And I also think now that this move is, you know, Hurts is signed, what do we make out of the buddy? Uh, the, sorry, buddy, the Buddha Baker uh, news story. I think I brought it up. Yeah, I did. I brought it up in the last podcast. But Buddha Baker, the talented safety out of the uh, at the Cardinals, wants out. He's demanding a trade. Um, I mean, he really wants a new contract, and so because he's not happy with it over there, he wants to. Uh, you know, he wants to uh, be traded or he's asking for a trade. Now, the Cardinals don't do anything. The guy's under contract, so they don't have to trade him at all. Um, to me, this is a move the Eagles have to be in on. Uh, you know, they're going to have to pay this guy if they do bring him in. And I'm sure that would be part of anything that, you know, Buddha wouldn't even agree to. I don't even know if he has the ability to agree to. But certainly if they traded for him, the Eagles would want to lock him up. You don't want to trade for a guy, give up a lot because – they're gonna have to give up some decent compensation for this guy, and and then to lose him like they did CJ for second straight year. I don't think the Eagles will do that this time. You know, the Eagles basically gave up. Um, I think it was a fourth or fifth round pick for CJ, and then just lost him. So they basically just threw out a pick. I mean, they did have him last year, which certainly he played outstanding. Um, but I don't think the Eagles were were really necessarily willing to throw a pick like that just for one year. I think that they were hoping all along to be able to keep him. But he had such a great season last year that he, especially with Hurts being unsigned and all the other free agents the Eagles had, they didn't have the budget to keep him for that much money. Uh, certainly the amount of money that he was asking for. But anyway, Buddha's a different case. Um, he's a better player than CJ. He's only 25 years old. And, but it's going to cost the Eagles. So if the Eagles, hypothetically, make this trade with Carolina, and I'm not saying anything's imminent, by the way. I'm not trying to say that this is close to happening because I don't know if it is. I'm just saying that the Eagles should be poking around with the Cardinals on this. And I'm hoping Howie's having some talks 
because this move would make this defense so much better. Really, it really, really would. He, this is a safety that can not only cover, but play in the box. He's one of those guys that is like a Dawkins who can do both. And he's been all pro, not just Pro Bowl. He's been all pro. Twice already. His base salary is $13 million this year, and then he's uh, signed through 2024 where he makes $14 million. And he's not happy with that money. So that just tells you that the Eagles would have to probably pay this guy, I don't know, $17, $18 million a year, something like that, probably. Sign him to a longer-term deal. And um, I think it's worth it. I think the Eagles have the maneuverability to do it if they want to. They could bring him in here. That's the thing. It would limit whatever else they could do or whatever plans they, they may have to, you know, poke around in free agency before the season starts because this would be probably the all that the Eagles could do and bring in one last player to this 2023 squad. But this is a guy to do it with. Young, excellent player, top state safety in the entire league. This is the type of player you want to do that with. Um, we'll see if the Eagles are interested. I haven't heard one way or the other that they are. A lot of rumors out there from news stations and all that, you know, throwing out there that the Eagles are interested, but it's only because it kind of makes sense. You know, it does make sense for the Eagles to be interested in this guy, but it doesn't mean that the Eagles um, truly are. Nobody knows. But I think it's a situation that bears watching. Um, I would welcome that guy in here. So... As much as I, I talked about White, too, um, from the Buccaneers, but the Eagles don't pay linebacker. So even though I would love to have him here, too, we know the Eagles don't pay that position. They will pay safety. So that's why I think it's possible that the Eagles could trade for him. If they do, they're going to have to give up probably, their, probably at least a third and maybe even a second to get him in here. I don't know if it'd be a second and a third, but probably a second or a third round pick to get him. Um, so we'll see. I would welcome that move. I still don't think, by the way, for those out there that are thinking the Eagles are going to draft Rashawn Robinson, that that's happening. I still don't think that's that's happening at all. Um, I don't know. It's. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens here. We're getting closer to the draft. I'm trying to get some guests lined up. I know I've got one for next week. Trying to get another one. Um, there's been some personal issues trying to uh, bring that guest on. Is um, uh, So we're hopeful that we'll get – probably have to get them both on the same week if we do it. If not, we might just have one guest. But either way, my point is we're going to be diving head first into this draft in future episodes of Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff. So make sure you like, subscribe, and follow this program to stay on top of the latest uh, news in Philadelphia Eagle Land. Um, and uh, just keep keep you keep you posted here as we uh, as we want to make sure um, that uh, our uh, our uh, audience members continue to rise because we have a lot more exciting things planned as we move forward. Uh, in the uh, 2023 season on this program. Uh, we can't do it without you. Can't do it without the listenership. And uh, that's why I appreciate you tuning in as always. 
Listen, until next time, it's Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff. Eagles Nation, we're just about a week out from the NFL Draft. Stay tuned here for more Philadelphia Eagles news and talk at Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff. Thank you again for listening. As always, appreciate it. Go Birds, Fly Eagles Fly. We'll catch you next time. Take care.